Hi guys, welcome back. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, I'm recording this on Valentine's Day and hope that I'm going to get it out on the same day. So happy Valentine's Day. I hope whatever you're doing, you feel loved and happy and I don't know, maybe your clients are your Valentine's this year. Um, But I hope you guys are having an awesome day. So today we're going to get into your February marketing must do's. Now, if you guys have been around for a little while, you know this is something I try to do every single month. Um, I know they drop in the middle of the month. I know that's sort of a weird thing, but it's okay. Just focus on these being your action items for the the next four weeks until the March marketing must do's will drop. Um, but the intention of these is these are, you know, these are some things that have come up in conversation. And this is true for every single month, not just February in particular. Um, I try to sort of just compile what I see going on with clients, um, issues that I maybe am seeing some brands face. That's, you know, one of the ones I'm going to say today is um, sort of just something that I've seen one of these companies do. So I sort of, I just try to make them relevant for you guys. Um, and just like have little bite-sized things that you can do in your marketing. So these are all on my blog and I'm going to link in the show notes to all of the past ones. Um, I posted that on Instagram yesterday and a bunch of people clicked on it. So you can always search on the blog, like a certain category. Um, and if you do that, you'll see all of the marketing must do's, but I'll just link straight to that for you guys so that you can have it and catch up on, you know, past months and see some of those posts. Um, But that's it. Let's get into February. All right. So number one is going to be to utilize case studies. So this is something that I've been seeing a lot of lately. um, And you know that I am a huge, huge fan of social proof. Social proof is a testimonial, screenshot, DM from clients, anything that you get that goes into your happy folder, um, anything that really just makes you feel accomplished or it makes you seem credible or really just looks like your clients are you know, getting what they paid for essentially. So anything you have with social proof, I'm a big fan of. But for this, this action item, I want you to sort of take it one step further and turn those testimonials into a case study. Now you can do this for your website, for social. Um, I'm going to show you a few different options. I know that when you hear the term case study, you think of a drawn out PDF, probably like a deck or presentation or something very intense and professional. Um, That might just be me, but maybe you're thinking that too. So here's the thing. We do know that social proof can have up to a 151% impact on a client deciding to purchase something. But the information or the way that the information is presented is what's really going to make the difference, right? Now, just think about it. Like if you're posting a really long DM or a really long text or something, that's going to look a lot different than you breaking down this information and saying like, or Sally came to me unable to even lift 10 pound weights, right? She was struggling to pick up water when she was going into her house, something like that. Now Sally is lifting her grandson with ease and happiness and blah, blah, blah. So you sort of want to draw it out into like the journey of what your client looks like. So put simply, 
a case study is showcasing how a client is able to improve their way of life using your service. Now, here are the ways that I'm going to say that you guys should do this. So you're going to want to show how things were for your client before, during, and after coming into contact with you. Now, I there's somebody in the membership who's amazing. She sent me a, um, like a DM the other day, and it was so, it was literally as if she read my mind because it was, the message that she sent me was, and Joanne, shout out if you're listening, it was was literally laid out like a case study. Like she was like, hey, we used to only have X amount of people coming in new per month. Now today we actually had six new members in one class. This is because blah, blah, blah. I paid attention to this webinar you did, blah, blah, blah. Like it was such an amazing way to lay it out as, okay, this is how things used to be. Now this is how they are. So that's sort of the format that I'm looking for. Now, you guys know I'm a huge fan of repurposing content, and what that means is just you're going to use this case study in a few different ways, right? So I would say, number one, create a short form version of this. So like just three or four slides on a grid post on your Instagram is all you need to really showcase this before, during, and after um, format that I'm talking about. Then I would consider putting that case study, whether it's those grid photos um, or if you've done it into a video or even a GIF or anything fun, I would consider putting that format into a nurture sequence email, right? Like that's a great way when somebody's sort of considering if they want to work with you or not, or if they want to come take your class, that's a great place that I would say like, oh shoot, okay, I can totally resonate with Sally. I also struggle to, you know, lift up my water jugs, anything like that. Like that's where I think you'll really start to get your client in the mind frame of like, all right, you're the person to help. You can sort of help them live this better life. Um, So I would definitely pop that into a nurture sequence. And then I am going to link also in the show notes. um, If you're curious about a nurture sequence or onboarding email sequence, any of that, I'll just link that to you for because I have a visual representation for that. Uh, I have a whole podcast episode on that. I'm a big fan of automatic onboarding emails that feel really good for your business. So I'll link all my resources there. All right, so that is your February marketing must-do. Number one is to turn some of your testimonials into case studies. All right, February marketing must-do. Number two, I want you to write down the top three things that made you successful in your first year of business. Now, you guys know I am a big fan of reflecting on what has gone well and maybe what has not gone so well in business. I truly believe the key to our success is in analyzing what has and what has not worked for us in the past. So a huge piece of this is to really dive into what made people resonate with you in the first place, right? So this came up, like I said earlier in the intro, I was having this chat with a client yesterday morning um, and we were talking about something that the, I can't give too much away on this one, but we were talking about, you know, one thing that this particular studio was really known for in the early days. It was something that they did differently. It was something that made people hang out in their studio, correlating happy feelings and connection and good energy with their brand name. So it was just something we were sort of having a conversation on of like, okay, great. How can we keep up that community feeling 
inside the studio because that's one of those things where it might not necessarily be an immediate measurable impact, but just that feeling of when someone opens the door to come in to take class and they already see, you know, 20 people hanging out from the class before, that is a big freaking deal. And that makes people really excited. It makes them feel like it's just, it's energy. Like it's pure good energy as opposed to not having anybody in the studio when someone comes in for their next class and having it feel kind of empty and barren. So you know, this is just something that I really wanted to call out. So the way that you would do this is think about your number one. Where do the bulk of your clients come from? And if you did the 2022 reflection worksheets, um, that was in the membership, but I, I also just have that as a resource. I can link that one for you guys too. You should know this already. So where did the bulk of your clients come from? What made them stay, right? So for example, I'll just list out a few examples here that I sort of have observed people do that I think, you know, worked really well. Um, So for example, maybe you used to do a coffee chat after every Saturday morning class and people really enjoyed that. They loved getting to know you, but maybe you, you know, you don't have time for it anymore. Maybe you used to give a free class for everyone that posted on Instagram. I know there's somebody in here who's listening that definitely used to do that. Maybe you allowed new clients to bring a friend with them. That's one of the OG methods that SoulCycle used to use. Maybe you offered a complimentary gift with signup. I do this a lot for the membership. I say, you know, if you want to hop into the membership, you can get a complimentary one-on-one with me. So that's something I've done a lot that really works. Um, maybe you ha- maybe you used to do a pop-up class at a local Lululemon store to sort of meet new people. Maybe you participated in a local giveaway or event or race or raffle. I think you're sort of getting the gist here. So think about these things. Maybe the things that you thought were really little at the time or like kind of stupid or a waste of time that actually ended up, you know, bringing in some really great, great clients that are still with you today and write them down. Now, the reason that I want you guys to do this and the reason why this is a February marketing must do is that I say this a lot and you've probably heard me say this on Instagram or wherever, but like don't lose sight of what made you great. And I'm just putting this one in here so that you do not forget what really worked, right? Like these are the things that I do think are incredibly important. So I would analyze like what was the core reason behind what drove those people to you? What made them stay? Right. So, for example, if you did offer a free gift with sign up, was it the gift that made people stay or was it the fact that they were taken a little extra care of by you? Right. So, like, for example, when I do, you know, every now and again, I'll do like, okay, here's a complimentary one on one when you join the membership. I don't think people stay because I gave them an extra gift. I think it's because we formed a connection and I understand what's going on in their business. And then I actually can modify course content and membership content based on what I know people are struggling with and what they haven't done yet. It's beneficial both ways because I get to understand sort of what you guys are really needing. And then you get to understand a little bit more of like, okay, here are the few things that I would change. And then you get to just change those things pretty immediately and see some really cool results. So that's, it's one of my favorite things to do. I would definitely consider it if your business model um, can accommodate it. So 
Yeah. If it was that you used to do Saturday morning coffee, was it the coffee or was it that they really bonded with you and maybe even made new friends, right? So just analyze this, get to the core of what worked and made a commitment to stick to doing those things that made you really great. All right. Our third marketing must do is going to be to nail down your client appreciation strategy. So this is a big one. This is going to take you more than four weeks and that's okay. But, you know, as you guys definitely know by now, client appreciation is a huge pillar of the marketing strategy that I work with my clients on. I truly believe that good marketing is good hospitality. I always used to say this at SoulCycle. I say this to all of my clients, like what is the four seasons treatment? What does it look like for your clients? So something I really like to focus on, the way that we authentically appreciate our clients for spending time with us matters. Now I say this all the time, but every single minute that a client spends with you is a minute that they're taking away from something else they could be doing whether it's spending time with their family or doing whatever. So taking that for granted is a big no-no. So the appreciation for that is a big, big important thing to me. But there is some strategy that I want you to understand, you know, behind this as well. And there's sort of two buckets that I want you to focus on. So the must do here is to nail down your client appreciation strategy. And I would outline I would sort of like, I'm like visual right now, but um, I would break this out into two like trees, right, of this client appreciation strategy. And on branch one is going to be early client appreciation strategy. So that's clients that are new to your business, probably still within their first month or two, depending on your business model, or maybe they're just people that are, you know, kind of shy. And then branch two, the other side of this tree, is loyal client appreciation. And those are going to be clients that have been with you since the beginning, that clients that have attended a high number of class or sessions with you, or clients that have been very vocal about your business, whether digitally or in person or wherever. So here's the thing. If you're implementing a client appreciation program for the first time, it is important to start with your loyal clients. We never want your existing clients to feel like you don't appreciate them. And running constant promotions for new clients while you already have loyal people showing up and literally in your business every day, it's going to alienate your current clients. So start with your loyalists, work your way backwards, and end with new client implementations. Now, the client appreciation strategy that I'm talking about here is these milestones, right? So it's milestones, birthdays, everything like that. You're going to want to have a plan for that. I see a lot of companies be like, oh yeah, we celebrate birthdays when we remember, right? And so then it's like, that's almost worse in my opinion, because if you celebrate one person's birthday and then not another, how do you think that other person feels? So you really want to make sure you're super, super streamlined with this and that you're accounting for all of these different milestones. Now, I have an amazing client. They're a Pilates studio in Rhode Island. um, And we did this in a really great way where we sort of worked backwards, right? They'd been in business for a long time. When we first started working together, we realized um, that we hadn't really done that much yet for client appreciation. So we really wanted to focus on that. So we started pulling reports. And this is what I would recommend you guys do. This is what I do with all my clients. Pull your reports of your top visits, right? And work your way backwards from there. So this is actually going to be 
be the marketing membership focus for March. So if you ever wanted to join the membership and you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, I have no client appreciation strategy, um, this would be a great time for you to join in. But we're going to, I'm going to have like a workbook that accompanies this of like a milestone chart and an SOP and like how to make sure that you're accommodating um, all your costs and what your margins look like and all that sort of stuff. So we're going to get into that in the membership. So do not worry there. Um, but, you know, if you're not a member or which I also totally understand, I very much like to say like, it's okay if you guys don't ever spend a dollar with me, I'm here to give you free resources um, and just resources and ways to grow your business in general. But Anyway, I would work backwards and I would say like, all right, class 500, 250, you know, and pick the ones that you want. Um, I love when people do like if there's a specific number within your business or a street number or something like that, you can always work your way into that. That's super fun. It's like an inside joke between you and your clients. Um, So I would work your way backwards. So that's just something that I would say to focus on. Um, I'm going to link in the show notes and it is linked on the blog as well, but it is one of my favorite podcast episodes to date. It's with Gabby Cohen. She was one of the first employees at SoulCycle. She's a PR and hospitality queen. She went on to become the chief of brand for Rent the Runway. Um, We talked all about hospitality. So I'm going to link that episode. It's definitely an older one. Um, it's number 10. So it's it's one of my favorites, but it's an oldie. So I'll just bring it back up here. Um, all right, that's it. Those are your February tasks to continue moving your business closer and closer. Always feel free to reach out. I am here for you. Voice note me on Instagram, do whatever. If you're in the membership, just you can message me privately on Slack. Like I am here or, or in the group, you know, of course. Um, but I am here for you. I'm always happy to help in any way that I can. Just to do a quick recap. So number one was utilizing case studies. So number one was changing those testimonials, putting them in a format of a case study. Number two was focus on the top three things that made you really successful in your first year, analyze why and see where you can sort of recommit. And then number three is nail down your client appreciation strategy. Don't forget to break that out into loyal clients first and then early clients that are still within their first month with you. That's it. If you want to join the membership, it's a great place. If you want to just leave a review, that's super appreciated too. But if you're also just here to listen and go, thank you for listening. Bye, guys.